It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. For House of Cars. It's Friday, December 31st, 2021. I'm Beckler and welcome to the Pisscast. It's very nice when the year ends on a Friday. It just feels right, doesn't it? Tomorrow, new beginnings. We turn over a new page, a new leaf, a new chapter. Shauna's away today. She got a jump on her uh, trip to Panorama this weekend. It's supposed to be cold out there, too. Uh, I, I'll be honest with you. I was totally planning to mail this show in completely and just kind of like coast through the day. It's the last day of the year. Pretty quiet around the office. I don't even know how many people were listening. But uh, it turned out to be actually a really good show. We're going to talk about a type of snob. We're going to talk about um, whether or not I'm a psychopath. A test told me I might be. I have my... Power rankings for snow removal equipment. Uh, my wife's going to be back with the news. A Terry of the Year potential candidate. Going to talk a bit about setting goals for yourself. And I didn't really want to talk about COVID, but I went on a bit of a COVID rant. So we'll get to that after something a bit lighter first. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. There's a place near my house. Uh, it's, a, it's a cat hospital. Or like a like a cat medical center specifically for cats, not a like a not a veterinarian, but it's specifically a vet for cats. I was trying to think if I'd ever seen that before. I never really noticed it before, but I was like, huh. I think it's because I saw a guy going in there with a cat in a cage, and I was like, that place is just for cats, isn't it? And then I thought about this, and I know I'm not. I know this is not an original thought. I'm not the first person to have made this observation, but we ask a lot of vets, don't we, of veterinarians? And I, uh, I, I, my contact with veterinarians is is very limited. I don't have any animals, and I, I never really have. But I was just thinking, like a human doctor looks after just humans, and a vet looks after basically everything else, <laughs> basically the rest of the animal kingdom. That's under veterinarian, which is uh, it's varied, it's wide, and it's varied. You know, and then you think of like even within human doctors, like you you have specialization but then vets is just like you go to the same person for a sick cow as you do a sick snake and i think just based on the little bit i know about biology just looking at them that there's probably some substantial differences between cows and snakes but we're just like hey you're a vet right you can fix this that's that's a big ask that's a real big ask it'd be kind of like if you hired someone to paint your house you know, hired a house painter to do the interior, your interior walls. You're like, hey, while you're here, could you also paint my car? It's paint, right? And could you paint me in the nude, too? I mean, we're just talking about paint here, and you are a painter. VNS in 20 minutes or less. Please understand that I, I didn't want to talk about COVID today. Like, if you listen to the show, you'll know that Shauna and I have made a, an honest effort to limit the amount of COVID talk on the show. There hasn't really been much lately, even as things have... Um, crank back up here in the province. And, you know, it's the Friday before a long weekend. It's New Year's Eve. I was like, I don't want to talk about COVID. But then the announcement yesterday that uh, schools are going to be, the return to school is going to be delayed until January 10th. I mean, that has a real effect on on families and on students. You know, even uh, diploma exams were canceled for, for students this year because of the disruptions to their education. And then if you look around us, like BC is shut down again. The Maritimes are looking at issues with their hospital capacity. Quebec has another curfew, which is really extreme. I was thinking, do you ever get the feeling that the people who are making the decisions here, the people who are quote-unquote leading us through the pandemic, don't really know what to do next? Like, what's, what's next? 
what, what, what do we do next? The vaccine was supposed to be our way out of this. And I still trust that the vaccine is the best way to, to keep ourselves from getting really, really sick and to keep our healthcare system operating. But like, I know so many people right now, so many people personally who have both of their shots or even three shots and have COVID. So like, What's the next step? What do we, is it just restrictions until when exactly? Nobody is even really talking about an end game anymore. We're back to case numbers as the primary focus. Case numbers, just like it was two years ago. It was case numbers when it started, right? It was case numbers, then it was hospitalizations, then it was ICU numbers that we were watching, then it was vaccination numbers, then it was once the kids could get vaccinated, and then it was, no, we need proof of vaccination now. And now we're back to case numbers again. So... What's next? The most optimistic talk I've heard so far, and maybe this isn't, you don't consider this to be optimistic, but uh, the chief medical health officer of British Columbia, Dr. Bonnie Henry, she gave an interview yesterday, and she said that this Omicron variant might be our way out. Like, it might be that it spreads through the population that is already mostly protected by the vaccine, and at that point it becomes endemic. And that's the per- that's the first, like, person I've heard speaking quite loudly about a potential out to this lately. Like, in terms of a plan, there doesn't seem to be one right now. I, are we just going to keep bringing in restrictions and keep checking vaccine passports, even though that says almost nothing about, like, whether or not COVID is present in a place? We'll cancel events, we'll bump the return to school back, and we'll pray our hospitals don't fill up, and we'll pray that our healthcare workers don't all get sick with COVID or get completely burnt out. I mean, most of us have done the things that we've been told would bring an end to this. And how many times did you hear someone say, like, oh, I'm, I got vaccinated so we could get back to normal? But at this moment, it sure feels like we've run out of things to do to get back to normal, doesn't it? The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I got a message from a friend of the show, Daniel, with a word that I hadn't heard before. The word calipagus. Do you know what the word calipagus means? So it's a combination of the Greek words for beauty and buttocks. So it literally means beautiful butt. And there's a statue, a very famous statue of the goddess Aphrodite. It's called the Venus Callipyge. Uh, and it's from the first century BC. And in the statue, she's kind of like, she's lifting up her dress to show you her butt. Like, hey, what do you think of that? Now, that? now that I read this, that sounds familiar. Maybe Sean and I did talk about this at one time. We talked about butts just so much on this show. But it's, I think it's a nice, like, Callipagus. It's a nice sounding word, isn't it? It sounds... It's like instead of being like, hey, nice lobster trap, you can use this word. You can say calipagus, right? Get a load of that stroop waffle. No, no, that's crude. Say calipagus instead. My, you're so calipagus. That'll impress someone, right? It's better than commenting on the size of someone's chop shop. It's a huge chop shop. Look at the bim bim bap on her. No, calipagus. Calipagus. BNS in 20 minutes or less. I saw this post on Instagram the other day, and it was all these all these tips for goal setting. What you need to do to achieve your goals, how you set goals, and what to do to follow them. And I guess that the timing of it makes sense with it being New Year's and, of course, the New Year's resolutions and all that. Where do you come down on the concept of, of goal setting? Like, do you believe in it? Because some people really believe in it. Some people are super cranked on the idea of goal setting. I even remember this, hearing this sort of thing when I was young, like in high school or whatever, from a speaker who would say, you know, you need to you need to set goals and you need to write them down. You need goals for the short, mid, and long term. You need to write them down. You need to put them somewhere where you're going to see them every day and you need to check up and do inventory on yourself and how you're 
how you're progressing towards those goals. And I've never been the type of person to do that. Like, I've never written down my goals or anything. I've never, I wouldn't even say I really set goals. I just kind of have a, a vague idea of where I want to be and how to get there seems fairly obvious. Like, the, the, the things that you have to do day to day seems to, to be kind of obvious. I've never needed to, like, write it down or anything. I don't know. Maybe some people do, but it certainly hasn't, hasn't seemed to hold have held me back in my life at all. I'm also not a big fan of New Year's resolutions. I probably say this every year, but I feel like if you are actually motivated to make a change in your life, you don't need to wait for the calendar to change over to do it. You could have started yesterday, you know, if you're serious about it. Although there is something to be said, I think, about the idea of self-improvement. And I like that aspect of goal setting and that aspect of New Year's resolutions because it seems like self-improvement as a whole has kind of gone out of vogue recently. It seems like there is no shortage of people in the world who will tell you that nothing is wrong with you, you are perfect, you're perfect the way you are, and everything that is wrong in your life is the fault of other people. And I just don't believe that, you know? I'm I'm not perfect, I'm certainly not perfect, so why tell me that I am? The things that I'm working towards, like the things that I would like to improve on in my life, a big one is that I have a bit of a temper, and I don't want to model that for my kids. I don't want my kids to see you know, me lose my temper. I don't want my wife to have to deal with that. But it's not something that's really quantifiable. So to, you know, to write it down or to check back in and see how, you know, how am I doing with it, it's not like you know, when you say, I want to lose 10 pounds. Well, what does the scale say today? Subtract 10 from that, and when you get there, you have achieved your goal. Whereas I can't quantify temper. I can't qualify. I can't be like, I was, I was three less angries this week. What? The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Well, it's December 31st, and friend of the show, Steve, sends me a uh, late nominee for Terry of the Month, contender for Terry of the Year, and dare I say, potential Terry Hall of Famer. Um, and we're going to... We're gonna play most of this clip here, so so buckle in because it's a re- it's a real ride. Uh, it's about a guy in Queensland, Australia, named Terry, who stops a thief from stealing his truck. Just before six a.m., a topless Terry Dennehy sprints towards his shed. He has one thing on his mind. I thought no one's no one's taking me ute. That's mine. As the vehicle, he said, "No one's taking me ute. That's mine." Who picks up speed, Terry lunges into the Land Cruiser. There ain't much going to stop it, you know, so I thought well, the only way I can do is jump in with him. If he's going, I'm going with him. He puts the thief in a headlock and takes control of the steering wheel. So I wish you could see the footage because the truck is, like, it's moving pretty good. It's bouncing all over his yard and Terry and the driver are fighting over the steering wheel. He said to me, he said, ah, oh, f- you, you've got me, you've got me, I've got him all right, I'm, I'm going to give him a pizzling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give this guy what for. He, did you hear that? He says, I'm going to give this guy a pizzlin. And then he does his crazy Terry laugh. So I'm going to give him the what for. Give him a pizzlin. <laughs> I'm going to give this guy what for. He manages to stop the ute. He- okay, and this is where I really wish you could see it. It gets even better. If you want this clip, I'll send it to you if you text me. 403-238-9929. But- his partner, D then rushes in armed with a plank of wood and starts swinging. Oh, I got, got him good. Got him good, yeah, she did, yeah. So she's got a two-by-four, and she's beating the wheels off this guy with it. Here's D. keep screaming, ouch, ouch, stop it. And I said, I'm not going to stop you, might. Of course, I keep bashing him and running. I was aiming for his head. They've spent... <laughs> she's holding the D two-by-four in the news clip. Okay, and then we'll end it 
Reid here. Terry has this warning for him if he decides to return. Give it a go if you want to. Yeah, give it a go, but next time it'd be a lot worse. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see him back here. Josh Ribberidge, <laughs> 7 News. Some tough talk. <laughs> Some tough talk from Terry. The thief comes back, he's going to give him a pizzling. The BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I've included links to two things in the description of this podcast. One is uh, a test that you might want to take. You're going to hear about it later on in the podcast, but that's down there. Also, I've included the link to this video because it's just, you got to see it, really. You got to see what Terry looks like. You have to see his partner brandishing the 2 by 4 piece of timber as they call it there or three by five whatever odd measurements they use in australia i worked in a, in a hardware store in australia for a bit and honestly buddy wasn't a good experience um my co-workers weren't the nicest to me and neither were a lot of the customers i mean they're so i'm not a complete dummy when it comes to tools i don't know a whole lot but i'm also not like useless uh but they have a lot of different names for certain tools in australia and also all the work I've ever done has been in Imperial, the Imperial system in feet and inches and stuff, and they were uh, they were on metric. So I, it took me a little while to to get used to that, and people were not patient with me. Let me tell you, and like my coworkers were all kind of cold. They were cold to me, and I thought, you know, I was very excited to. I was young. I was like nineteen. I was very excited to be in Australia, and I thought, you know, that might be kind of cool at least something to talk about with your your co-workers because i mean at the time had i had if i had an australian co-worker i'd want to know all about where they were from and what they thought of the place and then my co-workers barely talked to me to be honest with you i never actually resigned they just stopped scheduling me and i stopped showing up and that was it was kind of like an an unspoken agreement that ah this didn't really work out technically i think i still work for that company I should call them up and be like, hey, uh, could you check the schedule, see if I have any shifts next week? BNS in 20 minutes or less. You love your car. Bet you'd love lower interest and lower payments, too. Refinance your auto loan with House of Cars and love the freedom of having more money in your pocket. Visit houseofcarscalgary.com. The BNS in 20 minutes or less podcast. We just brought you up to speed with the events of the uh, the past 24 hours with the X99 Morning News when Sean is away, my wife, McKenna, also writes her version of the X-92.9 Morning News, which I will dispense now. McKenna's. X-92.9 News. Magic Mike's Alex Pettifer puts his peen, in brackets penis, on display in a post on Instagram celebrating his anniversary with his topless wife. After the picture was posted, fans pointed out there was a tiny bump in his sweatpants that indicated it was, in fact, his peen. Look on his Instagram. It's actually so funny. Ha, 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 ha. Men have been facing some musical heat over the past couple months. Taylor Swift's song, All Too Well, about her ex, Jake Gyllenhaal, and now Olivia Rodrigo's driver's license to her ex, Joshua Bassett. And then there are some instructions for me here. It says, maybe start singing the song, Driver's License, in this spot in, like, your high, high voice. And she's included some lyrics. Um, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Joshua's new single responds directly to Olivia's. In an interview, he stated, I would see TikToks with like 50 million views and 10 million likes saying, if I ever see that kid on the street, I'm going to kill him. It's hard to see that and then be living in New York and walking down the street. Alberta extends the winter break for students K-12. to Are you kidding me? And she says, maybe put in that sound that Bo from Superstore makes. 
Presidents Joe Biden and Vladimir Putin spoke frankly for nearly an hour late Thursday amid growing alarm over Russia's troop buildup near Ukraine, a crisis that's deepened as the Kremlin has stiffened its insistence on border security guarantees and test-fired hypersonic missiles to underscore its demands. There's no way she wrote that. That is copy and pasted from Reuters or something. And now you're informed, I guess. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Earlier this week, when Shauna was having all this trouble with her vehicle battery, which she has since got figured out, thankfully, um, she mentioned the idea for either a for-profit business, make a small profit, or a good Samaritan business, or even it's a charitable initiative where you just drive around boosting people's vehicles because it's minus... 27 something this morning uh and there will be dead vehicles out there once again although maybe we're into like the survival of the fittest here maybe all the vehicles that were going to die died earlier this week and everyone who's still driving means they have a good battery i don't know but it's an interesting idea right and she suggested that even you know the next time it gets really really cold maybe she and i should jump in the x vehicle and drive around and boost some people for free or for a small charitable donation so maybe we'll do that I was thinking that we're going to have to have a name for this operation. And uh, I was thinking on it last night. The best I could come up with, Boost Springsteen. I liked that a lot. I mean, really, any of the famous Bruce's would work. Boost Willis, Boost Lee, Boost Jenner, Boost Dickinson, any of these. I, I prefer Boost Springsteen myself. Give the boss Boost, Boost Springsteen a call. He'll come and get you going again. Well, with the snow we've had over the last week or so, um, I'm sure you've been out shoveling. If you have a property, you have to maintain or some sort of snow removal. So I have here my snow removal power rankings. These are the the best and worst tools, the best and worst implements for removing snow. And we're going to start right at the bottom here at number seven, the electric snow shovel. I've never used one, but I've seen people use them, and it looks like they're doing a whole lot of nothing. Not moving much snow. They're just dragging extension cords around. They're not getting much done. Slightly better at number six is the handheld leaf blower. Um, Anything more than the slightest dusting and the handheld leaf blower is pretty useless. You can go, another thing you do is you can go at it every 10 minutes and try to keep it clear like that, which I've done in the past. But then you ask yourself, you're like, why am I just not, why am I not shoveling? You might as well pick up uh, number five, the shovel, the classic goon spoon. What more needs to be said? It's uh, it's steady. It's it's the OG of snow removal and probably always will be. Number four, the power broom. I haven't used one myself, but they're super popular with commercial snow removal operations, and those those guys would know. It seems the benefit of the power broom seems to be that it gets right down to bare pavement. I would say the drawback is that you can't really throw the snow. Like you can just kind of push it off the side. So it would work for. You know, like keeping a sidewalk clear where you just push it off. But if you actually need to, like, clear a driveway, get the snow off, I don't know if the power room would be the thing for you. The same goes for the for the, the leaf blower backpack, which is way better than the handheld leaf blower. Like, you're getting a whole lot more done if you have a big backpack leaf blower. I would say that's a pretty versatile implement for removing the snow. Number two is the snow blower. Big old snow blower. Two-stage, three-stage, whatever you got, I've got one of those, and it's fantastic. The only downside is that it doesn't take it right down to bare pavement. You usually do have to follow it up with a goon spoon to get her nice and clear. And that puts in the number one, the top of our power rankings for snow removal techniques, 
the snow thrower. Have you ever seen one of these or used one? I know Honda makes a good one. Toro makes one. Some other companies, too. But it has these rubber paddles that they work like a snowblower, except it takes it right down near bare pavement. The only bad thing is that if it, the snow is really, really heavy, if it's wet or anything, then the snow thrower isn't doing you much good. But for, you know, for a light dusting, for a bit of snow, the snow thrower, I think, is the ultimate snow removal implement. And those are your snow removal power rankings. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. One of the cool things about hosting this show is that listeners are always sending us things that they think we would find interesting. And uh, I got one such thing recently from friend of the show, Michael. Uh, and it's this is a test that's meant to determine your D score. D being the dark factor of personality. So basically, you answer all these questions and it spits out sort of like where you fall in terms of the dark traits of your personality, things like Machiavellianism, narcissism, psychopathy. Uh, so it's a, I mean, it's a little bit unnerving to take this test because you're like, do I really want to know the results? But I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll put myself through this. So, And if you would like to take the test yourself, I can fire you a link quite easily. Just text it 403-238-9929. There's three different versions. You can do like, like a rough estimate of your D score or you can answer a bunch more questions to get a more thorough uh, response. So I took this and I think it's it's out of five. So like five would be, oh boy, five would be very dark and then one would be like, you're very, you're very good and pure, I guess. And I scored a 2.5, which is kind of right in the middle. Um, it also shows like where you rank among respondents to this, this survey. And I was above average in terms of the presence of dark traits in my personality. But they said that like, the responses probably aren't accurate because it's not like a sa an accurate sample of the population. It's just kind of like whoever signed up to do it. And also people are answering these questions themselves. But, you know, the questions that it asks are a lot to do with your personality and your impulses. So how you feel about things like revenge, how you feel about cheating to get ahead, about like the pursuit of power. And I tried to answer these as, as best I could, and I came up with a score of 2.5. The... The disturbing thing about this is at the end, it shows you this like this web, this sort of graph of where you fall in terms of like certain personality traits. So greed, narcissism, egoism, spitefulness. And I scored fairly high on psychopathy. I'm looking at it right now. And like the the highest of any of these, you know, 10 characteristics that they they list here that I scored in was was psychopathy. And it's funny because I don't feel like a psychopath, but I, I imagine most psychopaths don't. And also, I mean, you listen to me on the radio. So what does that say about you, hey? B and S in 20 minutes or less. So Shauna and I always make fun of people who are kind of snobbish about certain things. And we've done like, oh, I don't know, a hundred different types of snobs on this show. I came across this video on TikTok just the other day, though. It's this dude named Topher Olive. And he kind of does something similar. He's got a series where he makes fun of people who, like, talk down at other people. And this one hit a little too close to home. This whole waking up at 4 a.m. thing is rough. <laughs> that's rough, man. Yeah. Try 2.30. 2.30 is when I wake up. Wow, man. Even earlier than me. That's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy that you're complaining to me right now, griping and moaning. I invented the word early. I'm the early expediter, the early expert. You watch your tone when you talk to me, boy. I'm, I have to admit, that's kind of me. Um, you know, we get up quite early to do this show, and um, 
I guess it's almost like a coping mechanism, you know, to deal with my lack of sleep. Just like, oh, you think that's early, hey? Me and Mark Wahlberg. You ever seen Mark Wahlberg's videos? All he talks about is how early he gets up to do his workouts. I get up at 2.30. I'm in the gym at 1.30. <laughs> Settle down, Mark. Um, but it is waking up early snobs. They're a type of thing, and thankfully Shauna was around yesterday to help me with this one. Oh, well, I wake up at 6 a.m. It's the nicest part of the day. That's what I always say. <laughs> well, I wake up at 5 a.m., then I have time for an early workout and my ever-important sun salutation. Oh, you wake up at 5? Well, I wake up five minutes earlier than that to get the jump on the lazier people like yourself. <laughs> well, I wake up at 4.30 as I find my inner brain aura is best at that time. Well, I actually don't sleep at all. I'm just compounding sleeplessness and related health issues which will lead to my early death. Mm. Well, I do what is actually known as negative sleep. I actually owe the earth a nap. (laughs) (laughs) You've been listening to the Beyond Essence 20 Minutes or Less podcast. For House of Cars. Until January 15th, enter to have House of Cars wipe out your debt for free. No strings attached. Visit HouseOfCarsCalgary.com. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS in 20 minutes or less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.